Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. In the 30s, windy on Sunday, highs mid-40s. Mike Stenner for WTOP News. And right now at College Park 31, Fairfax 29, National Mall 36, some parts of our area down to the 20s. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, several breaking stories. The U.S. Supreme Court has formally accepted the Colorado case in which Donald Trump is trying to stay on the ballot. The decision will affect the whole country this election year. We've got the latest from CBS News in seconds. Then we're going deeper with Politico at 815. Winter's first blast of 2024 to be felt in our area tomorrow. We'll tell you what to expect. A live update is only three minutes away. A teenager shot after refusing to give up his coat. In Hyattsville, I'm John Doman. Following up after school fights, Montgomery County's superintendent talks about safety and policy. I'm Kate Ryan. Eight. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. Supreme Court justices will hear Donald Trump's appeal of Colorado's decision to keep him off the GOP primary ballot as an insurrectionist. More from CBS's Peter King. The high court's decision is hardly a surprise, but with a commitment to hear the case next month, whatever happens should happen quickly. CBS News legal contributor Jessica Levinson. We need to have clarity on this question of whether or not the front runner for the Republican nomination is in fact qualified to be president of the United States or if he legally barred from being so. It's the first time the high court will consider the provision of the 14th Amendment, which bars some who engage in insurrection from holding public office. Oral arguments are set for February 8th. Peter King, CBS News. President Biden hits the campaign trail with a stop near Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. While speaking about the U.S. Capitol attack, he took aim at his predecessor, accusing former President Trump of sacrificing U.S. democracy for power. They were insurrectionists, not patriots. They weren't there to uphold the Constitution. They were there to destroy the Constitution. President Biden warned against Trump's re-election, calling January 6th a day we nearly lost America. More than 40 million people are bracing for a wintry mess of snow, ice, and rain this weekend, and another powerful storm is right on its heels. CBS's Errol Barnett. The entire storm system is trekking northeast, where some cities await the first significant snowfall in nearly two years. Carl Gooch in Massachusetts is grabbing last-minute sand. A little nervous. Um... Because we haven't had, you know, this, this much snow for a while. A snow-deprived Boston, meantime, could be covered in half a foot of snow. Our city teams are out there trying to prepare the streets, uh, treat them before the snow comes down. That's Boston Mayor Michelle Wu. The National Weather Service says localized accumulations of snowfall could exceed one foot in areas of higher elevation. Ice is also a concern, with up to a quarter of an inch forecasted for parts of Virginia, West Virginia, and the Carolinas. The Food and Drug Administration has agreed to allow the state of Florida to begin importing cheaper prescription drugs from Canada. CBS's Jim Crisula. It's the first time a U.S. state has used the approach after years of complaints and frustration with high U.S. drug prices. Importing cheaper drugs has long been popular with patients and consumer groups, but has faced years of pushback by the pharmaceutical industry. During the 1970s, he was one half of Starsky and Hutch. Oh, Starsky, you know I love you, but our taste in wheels don't exactly match. David Soule was Detective Ken Hutch Hutchinson, the blonde half of the crime-fighting duo. Soule's wife says the actor died in the loving company of family. He was 80 years old. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast 
from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 803 on WTOP. It's Friday night, January 5th, 2024. Right now at College Park 31, down to the 20s in the suburbs. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. If only temperatures in the 20s were all we had to worry about here, but winter weather could start rolling into parts of the area about 7 tomorrow morning. Why don't we get all these details live now from WTOP meteorologist Mike Stennifer. And good evening, Dimitri. Around sunrise tomorrow between about 6.30 and 7.30 in the morning, we'll start to see a mix of snow, possibly some sleet, moving into the southern and southwestern suburbs, areas like Warrington and Culpeper and uh, toward Orange, and also uh, areas like Fredericksburg. We'll start to see some snow and sleet around sunrise, mainly rain with a little bit of snow across southern Maryland. But this is going to move fairly quickly northward across the region. All of us will start to see some snow and sleet by about 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. But almost as quickly, we're going to start to see this precipitation changing over over to rain from south to north, and much of the area will see just a cold rain on Saturday afternoon. Could see some pockets of snow, sleet, possibly some freezing rain uh, toward the Blue Ridge and also up toward the Pennsylvania border. But for the most part, we may see a slushy a couple of inches of snow accumulated across the far northern and western suburbs, but a lot of that is going to be washed away by the rain on Saturday afternoon. But temperatures will hold in the 30s, so it is going to be a rather miserable day across the region. But the good news, we'll have a couple of quiet days, but if we could see a powerful storm system bring some rain and some high winds into the region on Tuesday. And I'll be back in just a couple of minutes with your complete forecast. Okay, Mike Steneford live there. We've heard from Fairfax County Public Schools. They're out with a statement that says all activities on school grounds tomorrow are canceled because of the weather. So you're talking uh, extracurricular activities, sports practices, adult education classes, anything else that had been scheduled in a Fairfax County public school building, that is canceled tomorrow because of the weather. The region preparing for whatever falls from the sky. Charlie Gishler from the Maryland State Highway Administration tells WTOP they have spent many hours pre-treating the roads. We did start to pre-treat at the end of yesterday's rush hour with the salt brine solution, and we finished it up this morning in advance of the storm. And just to remind folks, because it's been a few years since we had any snow, the salt brine solution is sprayed on the road in advance and is allowed to dry. And what happens is when the precipitation begins, it prevents it from bonding to the pavement. It enables the crews just to get that slushy out of the way. We're ready to roll. This storm is going to affect most of the state, mostly rain on the shore and part south. But the further west you go, that's where the really heavy accumulating snow is going to happen. So we have our team in place. We're ready to roll, and we'll be in there tomorrow morning before any precipitation even starts. Charlie Gishler there with Maryland State Highway. But, of course, all across the region, you're seeing those uh, stripes uh, on the uh, white stripes on the pavement as uh, the salt brine has been put down across the area. WTOP and WTOP.com here for you all weekend with traffic and weather on the 8th and continuing coverage of tomorrow's winter storm. The search continues meantime in Hyattsville tonight for three men who tried to rob a younger teenager of his jacket and shot him after he refused to give it up. WTOP's John Doman with the story. This happened right around noon here on Carnaby Street, a brand new neighborhood that faces the backside of Northwestern High School. Three teens were walking here when three others approached and tried to steal one kid's jacket. A fight ensued. Multiple shots were fired. The victim hit once. He's hospitalized in critical condition, though it has stabilized. Hyattsville Police Chief Jared Towers. It's absurd. It's just another example of ruthless crime. He also says there are witnesses. Uh, there was one witness who, who observed the fight before it turned into a shooting and was going to intervene. The chief says don't do that. It's unclear if these kids were students here at Northwestern High. 
In Hyattsville, John Dome in WTOP News. New tonight on WTOP, D.C. police have found a four-month-old baby that was in the backseat of a car stolen in Georgetown earlier this evening. Police say just after 6 p.m. on M Street Northwest, somebody stole a white Jeep with the baby inside. The four-month-old girl was later found safe in Southeast just around 7 this evening, a little more than an hour ago. Police continue to search for the stolen car and the suspects. When parents get a letter home about a fight in school, they're often told that students are being disciplined, but there are no details. WTOP speaks with Montgomery County School Superintendent about safety policy and that all-important follow-up. Anytime a fight breaks out, especially when students or staff are hurt, Montgomery County Public School Superintendent Monifa McKnight says... That is serious. That is just serious. And that's not just for the participants. Individuals who may not be impacted physically, if they observe it, they are impacted. But because of laws regarding student privacy, the wider community may not learn the specifics... McKnight said, along with discipline in the student code of conduct, there must be the opportunity for restoration in order to create a well community. Earlier this week, a fight between two students at Bethesda Chevy Chase High School was broken up by two staffers who were knocked to the ground while trying to break up that fight. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Still to come here on WTOP, would you prepay for coffee a week at a time? Stay with us on WTOP. Jack Frost is a slippery character. (laughs) With a nasty bag of tricks. Sleet and snow. Freezing rain and the big bad blizzard. Don't let him fool you. Depend on WTOP for traffic and weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. A winter weather advisory has just been issued. A lot of side streets remain unplowed. You'll know how to dress the kids to deal with Jack Frost. And you'll know when you can hit the road, Jack. WTOP News. Facts matter. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Going back to Bob Imler in the traffic center. Around the Beltway in Maryland and in Virginia, things are generally in pretty good shape on the Virginia side. The earlier incident in Merrifield is gone, southbound 95. The incident out of the roadway in the express lanes now after Newington. Uh, northbound had an incident on the left shoulder with a brief slowdown. And in Noakesville on uh, Route 28 south of Fitzwater Drive, police are working with a crash affecting traffic both ways. We're in good shape on 66 both ways. In Maryland, though, a uh, listener found a crash car off the roadway to the left on the inner loop after 95 College Park, and that is along the left side of the roadway. On 270, delay-free between the Beltway and Interstate 70. We're in great shape on 95 and the BW Parkway, and clear sailing on 50 out to the Bay Bridge. Go electric the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitzmall.com. Bob Inley, WTOP Traffic. And now to WTOP meteorologist Mike Stenford. Winter storm warning for Washington, Frederick, and Carroll counties on Saturday. We have a winter weather advisory along and west of I-95. It does not include the district. Tonight we're going to see an increase in cloud cover. Lows will be in the 20s to around 30. Snow and sleet developing across the southern suburbs Saturday morning, then moving northward. This activity will change over to rain as we get into the afternoon hours. Little or no accumulation across much of the area. Could be an inch or two well north and well west. Highs will be in the 30s. Breezy on Sunday. Highs mid 40s. Mike Stenifer, WTLP News. Georgetown 35. Bowie at 30. Leesburg 29. Some temperatures, some people in the suburbs will be as cold as the low 20s overnight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on pavers, fences, and decks. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Again, save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. It's money news 10 and 40 past the hour. 
going to Jeff Claybaugh. U.S. companies added a more than expected 216,000 jobs in December. The unemployment rate unchanged at 3.7%. MasterCard says restaurant sales were up 8% from a year ago, but much of that is higher menu prices, not more customers. Blank Street Coffee, which came to D.C. last fall, is offering prepaid weekly subscriptions. The Dow finished Friday session up 26, but it lost almost 1% for the week. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Here's how everybody else did for the week. The Nasdaq lost almost 3.5%. The S&P lost 1.5% for the week. The first losing week in 10 on Wall Street. Coming up, the Supreme Court now agrees to hear a momentous case on whether former President Trump can run for office. We're going in-depth here with Josh Gerstein of Politico in just minutes. Stay with us for your whole drive. Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. Easier. It was very easy, pretty much hands-off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-893-4133. That's 800-893-4133. 800-893-4133. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Coming up on WTOP. Will there be gridlock? Virginia lawmakers prepare to go back to work with a divided government. I'm Nick Ainelli. 813. Stay with us tonight. Winter is approaching. And for some of our neighbors, the cold is more than just a chill. It's a struggle to keep the heat on. But you can make a difference. Make a donation to the Washington Area Fuel Fund through the Salvation Army. The Fuel Fund helps neighbors in need pay their bills during times of financial hardship. Visit waffhelp.org to make a donation. Help to spread warmth throughout the metropolitan D.C. area this winter. Because helping a neighbor in need is a gift that keeps on giving. At Cabinet Discounters, we truly love what we do. Transforming kitchens, bathrooms, basements, any room. Creating new ways to help you achieve your vision. And all within your budget. Visit one of our seven showrooms. Sit down with an experienced designer and build the kitchen or bathroom of your dreams. Call or go online today and schedule a free consultation at CabinetDiscounters.com. It's Cabinet Discounters, proud to serve you for over 40 years. Cabinet Discounters. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. Now 814, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks for being with us. One of the breaking stories of the night, the U.S. Supreme Court will decide whether former President Trump can be kept off this year's presidential ballot because of the actions he's accused of taking back on January 6th of 2021 and the Capitol insurrection. The justices tonight have agreed to take up a Colorado case inserting themselves into the presidential campaign. Oral arguments are set for next month. February 8th, and we expect a decision shortly after that. Joining us live on Skype is Politico senior legal affairs reporter Josh Gerstein. Welcome back, Josh. Happy New Year, and thank you uh, for joining us on this, uh, again, momentous night. We've said it so many times before in relation to these matters. So what are the justices exactly asked to rule on here? Well, they're basically being asked to uh, pass judgment, Dimitri, on this Colorado Supreme Court ruling from a couple of weeks ago. 
that found that Trump was ineligible both to run uh, as a candidate, even in the primary uh, for president, and to serve as president because of his role in the events of January 6, 2021, and his efforts to you know, undermine and overturn the election results uh, in the 2020 presidential election. Exactly what aspect of that decision they're going to look at is unclear. The order they issued today simply said that they were taking up a petition to review that. And unlike you know, what they sometimes do, we're going to look at this question or that question. They provided no guidance whatsoever on on whether there are any limitations to the scope of their uh, review here. But when all is said and done, whether you live in the state of Maine, in Colorado, here in Virginia or Maryland, uh, it is decided that, uh, well, let me put it this way, what they decide about Colorado, would that affect the whole nation? Uh, it It definitely could for the general election. For the primary election, it's more of a mixed bag. And it might well be that it doesn't really affect the primaries a great a great deal. Even in Colorado, remember, uh, Dimitri, the Supreme Court there in that state put its decision basically on hold if Trump appealed. And if you look at kind of the calendar for when, uh, you know, absentee ballots, military overseas ballots start going out, even with a February 8th hearing and a decision, say, a few days later, if it comes that quickly, uh, the election is really underway in Colorado. People there uh, these days generally vote by mail. And so people will be receiving their ballots uh, within a couple of days of this Supreme Court argument. So I think just as a practical matter, um, there's not going to be a lot of direct impact uh, on primaries uh, as a result of whatever the decision is that the court puts out. Now, I don't want to ask this question uh, as a way to diminish all that we're talking about here, this important matter before the court and the ballot. But there's also the question of presidential immunity, a separate case that, again, we expect the Supreme Court to adopt here and tell us something more about Donald Trump's political future. Right. I mean, what we've seen already in this campaign and we expect to have continue in the coming months is that Trump's 2024 presidential bid basically is going to be mounted in large part in a series of courtrooms in Washington, D.C., down in Florida, up in New York City. And so uh, that's one of the questions here. You know, will those criminal cases against Trump, there are a total of four of them that are currently pending. Uh, will they be able to go forward while this campaign is happening or will some of them be knocked out? Will it be the case that uh, whatever trials he might be ordered to stand uh, part in would take place after the election, uh, would those be the federal cases, in which case uh, he could perhaps order his new attorney general to just dismiss them? So all those questions are still out there. And so we do think there's going to be other perhaps nearly as critical questions for Trump, maybe more in some respect, that are going to come before the high court in the next few weeks. They could really see a pileup of issues, including gag orders, civil immunity, and those criminal cases. And as a longtime journalist and, and Supreme Court watcher and reporter, I mean, this is all quite extraordinary that all of this would, would come down on the justices' shoulders. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is the biggest case. Uh, this one about his eligibility to be on the ballot is the biggest election case and the biggest political case the Supreme Court has handled since uh, 2000 when it basically decided the presidential election uh, in favor of George Bush and against uh, Al Gore. But then, as you were just mentioning, Dimitri, you have all these other issues about criminal cases and civil cases that really the court has never seen before in the context of an ongoing presidential campaign. And so it just gives them sort of an outsized role at a time when many, many people have a lot of questions about uh, the court's vibrancy, credibility uh, with the public. So it's going to be fascinating to see how the justices navigate this very treacherous 
uh, political period that they're entering into here. So good to talk to you again, Josh. Thank you. Okay, take care. Josh Gerstein, live on WTOP. He's Politico's senior legal affairs reporter. Top stories on WTOP. President Biden warns democracy is in danger this election year. He says his likely opponent in the fall, Donald Trump, is responsible. Mr. Biden spoke near Valley Forge. And in response, Donald Trump said it's actually Joe Biden that he believes is a threat to democracy. Snow and sleet expected in parts of our area starting tomorrow morning around 7. Although by midday or late in the day, it could just be all rain. Keep it here on WTOP for the latest on the weather. And we're going to start off with the traffic now in Bob Imler. Well, pretty quiet around the region right now with dry pavement for now. Around the Beltway, everything is pretty quiet, both in Maryland and Virginia. Did have a crash in a loop after 95 College Park. They were blocking the left lane initially there. Uh, they may still be doing that. So that one spot, just a brief slowdown. It's after the ramps that take you north onto 95 from the inner loop in College Park. And that is along the left side. Car was off the road. On 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, you're good to go. 198, by the way, is still closed and will be for a couple weeks to come. Between Route 32 and Bald Eagle Drive for bridge repair, 270 is good to go both ways, as is 50 out to the Bay Bridge. And in Virginia, uh, Noakesville has a crash on Route 28 south of Fitzwater Drive. That is affecting traffic both ways, uh, getting by, if at all, under police direction. And 66 is running without delay, as are both 395 and 95. Jiffy Lube, where speed meets quality for an oil change and vehicle maintenance experience you can trust. Visit ChiffyLubeDC.com for a location near you. Bob Inler, WTOP Travel. WTOP meteorologist Mike Stenford standing by to tell us all about what's coming our way tomorrow. Mike? And good evening, Dimitri. Yeah, the winter storm warning continues for Washington, Frederick, and Carroll counties in Maryland. And there's a winter weather advisory tomorrow along and west of I-95. It does not include the district. Not much change to the forecast. Tonight, we are going to see an increase in cloud cover as low pressure comes our way. Lows will be in the 20s across most of the region, so temperatures around 30 closer into the district. Snow and sleet uh, developing across the southern and southwestern suburbs around sunrise tomorrow morning, in between about 6.30 and 7.30 in the morning. And then that will move uh, north fairly quickly, I'd say about 9 or 10 o'clock. Most of us will see some snow and sleet. This is going to be mainly a rain event over southern Maryland. And just as quickly we'll start to see the snow and sleet changing to rain from south to north as warmer air comes in in the upper levels of the atmosphere. And that will take care of any accumulating snow. I'm not expecting much in the way of accumulation in the immediate metro area. We're going to get fairly far north and west to see much in the way of accumulation. And even here across the far northern and western suburbs as the snow changes over to rain, a lot of that will get washed away in the afternoon. But it's going to be a cold rain. Temperature will be in the 30s. So do expect some travel issues tomorrow morning into early afternoon, but they should not be widespread. Partly sunny skies, breezy on Sunday as the low moves away. Highs be in the mid-40s. Look for sunshine on Monday with highs staying in the mid-40s. Right now, Leesburg 32, BWI Marshall 30. And Dimitri, we have a temperature of 35 at Reagan National. Appreciate that, Mike. Coming up here on WTOP, it was a pretty big defeat for Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin back during the November elections. Has that defeat affected his approval rating? Stay with us on WTOP. This is a test of the Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Operational Area Emergency Alert System. Experience the magic and share the joy at Disney's Frozen, the spectacular new musical. 
From the producer of The Lion King and Aladdin, this beloved story comes to life on stage in an unforgettable theatrical experience. You've never seen Frozen like this. Disney's Frozen is now on stage at the Kennedy Center through January 21st. Don't be left out in the cold. Get tickets today at kennedy-center.org. You're listening to WTOP News. 823. It's back to work for Virginia state lawmakers in the coming days. WTOP's Nick Ionelli reports the General Assembly will be facing a divided government. With Democrats now in control of Virginia's House of Delegates and Senate, they can push through pretty much any legislation they want, but they will get resistance from Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin. What that means is that the things that will get done will largely be the things that they can actually agree on. Things like spending more to improve Virginia's mental health infrastructure. Virginia political analyst Bob Holsworth. You'll see some agreement on economic development and workforce development issues. But there will be disagreements. Democrats have spoken out against Youngkin's proposal to lower income taxes and raise the state's sales tax. And Democrats have said they'll pass bills tightening gun laws, which would likely be vetoed by Youngkin. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. As you heard Nick report, Democrats might have taken control of Virginia's General Assembly during the election late last year, but that's not impacting how Virginians feel about the Republican governor. Glenn Youngkin has a higher job approval rating as of December than he did in January of last year. A new survey by Mason-Dixon Polling and Strategy puts Youngkin's approval rating at 58%, two points higher than his approval rating at the start of 2023. The poll of more than 600 Virginia voters was done right after Governor Youngkin joined CAPS and WIZ owner Ted Leonsis in Alexandria's mayor to announce a proposed $2 billion deal that would move the pro sports teams across the Potomac. How quickly would that deal to bring the Caps and Wiz over be approved? Alexandria Mayor Justin Wilson tells WTOP there are several steps. The city is going to have to make uh, decisions on the agreements with Monumental, with the Commonwealth, with the landowner, JBG. Um, the city is also going to have to make a land use decision, um, deciding about the, the use of the land. Um, that's our normal kind of land use process. And so we'll make those decisions over the next year. Um, the General Assembly is going to have to create the stadium authority. Alexandria's Mayor Justin Wilson on WTOP. Sports at 25 and 55. And right back to Rob Woodfork. All right, the uh, Capitals still playing the Capital One Arena for now. They lead the Carolina Hurricanes on home ice 2-1 to one in the second period. Both Caps goals coming in the opening frame. First from Nick Dowd, then Dylan Strome extended his team lead with his 14th goal. He did it just 15 seconds into the power play. Brent Burns broke up Darcy Kemper's shutout early in the second period, now midway through the second Again, a 2-1 advantage for the Caps. Meanwhile, the Wizards in Cleveland trailing the Cavaliers by a score of 46-33. to Got just under five minutes left to go until halftime. The Wizards are actually shooting the ball pretty well, 42% from the floor, but there's only one uh, scorer of uh, consequence. Tyus Jones with 14 of the Wizards' 33 points. He's hit five of seven shots, including four of five from three-point range. The Commanders, two days away from what we presume will be the end of the Ron Rivera era in Washington. He will coach again.